Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest, i.e. episode 21 episode of One Meal, One Workout. This is going to be an incredibly high energy, high impact, explosive fireworks, pyrotechnic mm. show. Mark, wake up. No, uh, sorry. So we're, we're, we're sans one amigo. We're down to two friends, which is one of my favorite stories of all time. But uh, Don is not with us tonight. Don had a, had a conflict, conflicted commitment, and um, so he is not able to be with us. But I do have with me, as always, the man behind the green curtain. Oh, is it behind the curtain? The green curtain. It is the green curtain. The man behind the green curtain, and that is Mr. Mark Cockrell. Say hello, Mark. How are you? Greetings, everyone. See, I didn't say say hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Good so, to be with uh, you. Aaron and I are both kind of tired today, so if that comes through in the show, that's why. Not for anything that we did together. We just both happen to be tired today. Well, I can tell you why I'm tired, and I, I'm confessing in front of the entire interwebs of what happened today. I did not take my own advice. I'm probably going to blog about this later to further expunge it from my soul of darkness. Uh, today, we had a big kickoff meeting, and afterwards, me and a couple of coworkers went to Johnny Carino's Italian food um, at the recommendation one. I've been to Johnny's before. It's a good little Italian, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a franchise. I mean, it's nothing fancy, fancy, but... How many loaves of bread did you eat? Well, here's the problem. <laughs> I mean, this is where I didn't take my own advice. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me preface it by saying, we went in, lunch menu... So lunch portions, I picked one of the few things on the lunch menu that did not include poultry. I couldn't choose any of the sandwiches or any of the soups and most right. of the salads because I can't eat poultry. Those of you that don't know that I'm allergic to poultry. So it was either lasagna or the garlic jalapeno tilapia, which I'd had. It's been about six or seven years probably since I've eaten at Johnny Carino's. And I remembered the tilapia being really good and I like jalapeno. So I said, I'll get the fish. Fish, no, fish is good for you. It's omega fatty three acids of some type or something. Uh, so I got the fish and, um, and it came to my table and it was on angel hair pasta, which, you know, it's not good, not necessarily the greatest thing for you, but I was willing to, to eat it cause I like it. And it was a decent sized portion. It wasn't a huge portion, decent sized bowl, but it was covered in a cream sauce, some kind of almost like a, um, almost like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a hollandaise, but like Alfredo. A, Almost like an Alfredo sauce, yes. It's like a garlic Alfredo sauce or something, you know. Yum. So, uh, it was yum. And that was the problem. So, I ate the whole thing. I'd already eaten. There was three of us. Between the three of us, we each, we had three loaves of bread. The little loaves they bring. They are so about, good. They're only about six inches long. And they're only, you know, maybe three inches wide. They're not big. And so, as I was sitting there, I was like, okay. I First of all, I ate, I ate the whole thing. And I really shouldn't have eaten that whole thing. That was a lot. And I probably eaten an entire loaf of bread. So I, then I finally did what I tell people to do, which is plan ahead. Be prepared. If you're going to go eat somewhere, take five seconds and pull up the menu, the nutrition guide. Almost every restaurant, fast food or otherwise, has their nutrition guide out there. Pull it up and check it out and see what it says. So I pulled up the nutrition guide and looked down through the lunch menu. And guess what item has the most calories of any <laughs> item on the entire lunch menu? The lasagna, of course. No. That's what I didn't oh, get. Oh, it was the tilapia. Less. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was less than the tilapia. I was trying to make the healthier choice, oh, but wow. I was not educated. 995 calories. Wow. From fat. 
it was 1,280 calories total. Oh, my gosh. So 1,280, and I was like, golly, I just ate, you know, two-thirds of my calories or, you know, three-fifths of my calories for the entire day in that one meal, and I ate the bread. Well, what's the bread? Scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Second item, bruschetta bread, 1,250 calories per loaf. Wow. So I had a 25, 2,600 calorie lunch. Which was more than you should have in the entire day. Yeah, I usually shoot for about 2,000, 2,200 for the entire day. Yeah. Yeah, so... um. At that point, I decided to get the dessert. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what there's you no would way, have done, right? There's in no the way past. my body could eat any more calories, you know, could absorb any more calories. Anything I can eat now is free. It'll go right on through me. Now, I, I chastised myself vehemently for not taking my own advice. I did have a few M&Ms to console myself this afternoon. I had a light dinner. We had, a, we had some homemade vegetable soup, one little small piece of cornbread. But I just, you know, I was just kicking myself, not as much by the fact that I ate that, because I didn't eat a huge amount of food, is that I didn't take my own stinking advice. If I would just sat down at the compute table and said, okay, none of these are, seem real obviously healthy, I'm going to pull up the, the thing on the internet and look at it, I would have known, Aaron, don't eat a whole loaf of bread. It's a lot of calories. Aaron, don't eat the tilapia because it's going to come in a cream sauce that you know has more calories in it than, a, than five Snickers. <laughs> but I didn't. So if I'm a little sleepy, it's because I mean, all the blood in my entire body is currently in my intestines trying to handle that 2,700 calories of fat that's in my gullet. Oh, oh that moment. was just today? Yeah, that was oh. a lunch today. Okay, I misunderstood. I didn't. I, somewhere in there, I missed that part of it. Yes. I, I have something remotely similar to that, but it, it's the, 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 the idea of hidden calories. Um, years ago, I used to, to take frozen pot pies for lunch. I like frozen pot pies. And my favorite frozen pot pies are Marie Callender's. They're inexpensive, they're easy to heat in the microwave, and they're yummy. Until one day, for whatever reason, I decided to flip over the uh, package as it was cooking in the microwave and see what the nutritional information was. 1,500 calories per serving. Three servings per pie. (laughs) I was eating 4,500 calories for lunch, and I did that, you know, routinely. Right. That was your Johnny Carino's moment. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry, I love you, but I cannot see you anymore, Marie. Um, yeah. It's over between us. I think I've shared on the past episode where I was working in our food pantry at our church one day and hadn't eaten lunch, hadn't eaten breakfast. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was starving. I was like, I'm about to pass out if I don't eat something. So I grabbed a family-sized can of beef stew off the counter, off the shelf at the food pantry, went into the kitchen of the church, opened it with the can opener, and just ate it out of the can cold, and then looked on the back and saw that it was 35 grams of fat per serving, and it was five servings. Right. Well, it did say so, family-sized. Yeah, 175 grams of fat. I don't even want to know what that is. That's, <laughs> that's like 1,250 grams of uh, calories from fat or something like that. Anyway, that was years ago. So, yeah, so I'm, if I'm a little sleepy today, it's the... Uh, it's my, I'm in the rest and digest mode, um, but I'm, I'm trying to overcome it. Whew, man, that makes me tired just talking about all that food. So speaking of talking, uh, there's somebody that does a lot of talking on television. I just like that segue. It's pretty lame, actually. Drew Carey um, of the uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway slash Let's Make a Deal slash what was the what What was about the, the Drew time? Carey show? The Drew yeah. Carey. I think that was the name of that sitcom, <laughs> sitcom he was on. Oh, yeah. The Drew Carey show. Um uh, he has been in the news recently um, because he has gotten in shape again. Now, I say again because he was a Marine, actually, at, and he was in shape at one point being in the Marines. Uh, but he has 
gotten his life turned around. That's our in the news segment today is Drew Carey. I'm a runner, Drew Carey says. And uh, he uh, is looking lean. He's looking fit. Hardly even looks like himself. Hey, really, it, it's, it is hard to tell that he's the Drew Carey from the Drew Carey show. And I yeah, didn't realize so, he was 53 years old. Well, that's the thing that gets me. Now I can see how what other people, I actually, you know, I was in that big kickoff meeting this morning and I had probably a dozen people that I hadn't seen in six months to a year that were just, Aaron, I didn't recognize, you know, that kind of thing. So I can I understand now because looking at him, I'm the same way right now. Um, he has taken up running. He does mostly on a treadmill and he's just made a commitment that he wants to be in shape and wants to be healthy. He was diabetic. He was having all kinds of issues. And so I encourage you, you know, go, go to the show notes. Um, click on this link It's to runner's world is where it came from and read it. It's a pretty interesting article, uh, how he's just kind of made the mental change. It's funny because he talks about things like he used to go eat, um, every breakfast every day in the same place and he would get the short stack and he would say things to himself like, well, I'm just getting the short stack. Right. (laughs) With a half a gallon of syrup and you know, and his pancakes, and he would drink Pepsi all day long and that kind of stuff. But I'm just getting a short stack. I'm just I, having a Marie, a Marie Callender's pot pie. I had one of those moments the other day. I ordered, well, the other way. it was a long time ago, but I I I ordered a large pepperoni pizza from Domino's because they were cheaper than the medium that day, and I ate the whole thing. And I said, well, it was thin crust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he actually just um, Drew just recently did the uh, the Marines half marathon. So he's I mean he's serious about this. He's he's uh, actually really running. He's finished in the top twenty five percent. So he was pretty excited about that. Speaking of running, uh, I have not done much of that lately because of my knee. And Friday we're we're finally finally counting it down. In two days from this day, I am going because we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, I will have been there a week ago by the time most of you hear this. I am going to the orthopedic. Uh, doctor to get my knee slash hip leg hook looked at and uh, so hopefully next time i'm on i'll have some kind of update for you guys that are out there fretting every day about aaron's knee uh and um i'll be able to figure out what my game plan is to get healthy again and be able to get more active it's been kind of a it's definitely a bummer i've been hitting the elliptical a little bit uh because i can do that longer before it starts hurting because there's no impact but it's not still not that uh not that fun Aaron, should we mention why there are only two of us here today? Well, Don is um, had a conflict. I mentioned that earlier. Did you? I didn't remember that. That's okay. I, I must have been sleeping. You were. That's when you were snoring. I think actually you were snoring at the moment <laughs> I mentioned that. I'll be free. I'm free. I'll feel. I'll feel, uh, I'll feel perfectly happy to mention it again. Don's not with us. Don has had a conflict. He felt conflicted and was unable to be with us today. So it's just Mark and I. Um, I don't know what, what it was, Mark. It was before you actually talked, so you weren't engaged yet. You were still in just producer, pure producer mode. You were mixing, you were setting levels, you were uh, directing internet, electronic traffic, if you would. And um, now that you're, you're full, fully and purely engaged, you, you realize that uh, Don's not here. And it's so quiet. Cause yeah, I just kind of locked up and went, hey, wait a minute. There's no Don. <laughs> All right. So tonight, um, we don't have, we don't have a scheduled guest either, but we, we kind of do, but he's not really here. It's, I've got a guy that's helping us out on the show tonight because I'm pulling all the information from something he did, but he doesn't know that really. You know, I'm just basically I'm hacking all of his information and using it. Anyway, there's a website out there. Let me start by saying this. 
And Mark, feel free to jump in with any questions or comments or whatever. I'm sure you, you read and memorized the book uh, earlier. A guy named uh, John Berardi, Dr. John Berardi. And this guy is a sports nutritionist, health guy, uh, pretty, pretty well known. If I remember right, I read, I believe that he had like a, his, him and his team had a dozen gold medalists in the last Olympics that he had trained. Um, so this is the real deal. This isn't somebody who just said, I'm a nutritionist. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. This is somebody who has success with lots and lots of people. And if you go look up Dr. John Berardi and look at pictures of him, he's pretty successful at being in shape yeah, himself. He looks like a freaking Terminator is what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, he, he's a monster. He really is. So uh, he, for years, has espoused uh, the common, current, popular um, dogma in health circles. That is, you should eat many small meals three to four hours apart with nutrient-dense, healthy food. That's exactly how the book starts. It's an ebook, by the way. It's free. It's online. I encourage you all to go read it. Just as It's a as quick education. read. Yeah, it's not very long. Uh, seven short, short chapters. Basically, like seven web pages. Seven page, web pages worth of information. If you just go to Precision Nutrition, and I'll, 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 we'll have the link on the thing. Uh, anyway, um, he's espoused the same thing as everybody else is out there doing. Well, intermittent fasting, which is the topic of today's show, has getting... A little bit more, I don't know what's the word, a little more publicity, a little bit more uh, notoriety traction. out there. Yeah, traction. People are starting to talk about intermittent fasting, which just means fasting sometime at some kind of interval. At regular uh, intervals. Exactly. Specifically at regularly pl- regular planned intervals, not just skipping meals for the sake of skipping meals. Uh, he says in his book it may be five or ten years before we actually get enough information to be able to quantifiably uh, – that say how it really affects us or doesn't affect us, but it's proving that some of the myths that the three and four day, three and four and five meals, um, or the five and six meals per day crowd have said these are the reasons you shouldn't fast are not actually true. There's been some pretty good studies done on uh, athletes that 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 recognize uh, or celebrate or however you want to say it, Ramadan, uh, right. which is a an Islamic holiday where they don't eat all day. They don't eat until the evening and they tracked a good group of those and they pretty much didn't lose any muscle mass. And what the common thing that I think I've even said, because I was just regurgitating what other people had said was if you don't eat regularly, you know, you get yourself getting, you go into starvation mode um, and your body starts, you start eating lean muscle mass. Now, that is true. If you don't eat for three or four days, <laughs> that's right. You will go into starvation mode, and you will start eating your lean muscle mass. Your body attempts to keep your organs healthy. But uh, what he did is he basically said, "Okay, look, there's there's some studies out there. They're starting to show some things. There's some conflicting studies. I can't. I'm not going to wait five to ten years to find out what the studies sh- show. I'm going to test it on myself. So this is a guy who's already in pretty darn good shape, like nine percent body fat, ten percent body fat, very muscular." And so he went over the course of several months. I think I'm 10% body muscle. Yeah. (laughs) I know what you mean. So he spent six months exactly testing this on himself, doing different intermittent fasting protocols and seeing how they affected him. So um, he he went in and he kind of picked a starting point. And the first one he did was he picked one day a week to fast. So one day a week he did not eat at all. But he also added... A one day a week, eat anything you want. 
So his typical typical caloric intake based on how much he works out is 2,500 calories a day. So for five days a week, he'd eat 2,500 calories. One day, he would eat nothing. And on the seventh day, he would eat 5,000 calories. Which is what intermittent fasting uh, people say is, is that on the days where you are eating, you can go ahead and make up for all the calories you missed the other day. Um, I, I experimented a little with intermittent fasting uh, a couple of years ago, and Alex, I'll talk about that as we get on uh, farther on, on the list. But yeah, the, the idea is that you're still getting the same number of calories in a given, say, seven-day period. And so you're encourage, you, you sort of reward yourself, and the, the research shows that um, not only they're not deleterious effects of either the fasting or the, the uh, uh, gluttony, the prescribed gluttony, but it seems to regulate hormones better in some cases. Uh, but again, they're, they're still so small, so few trials that we don't really know yet. Right. And, and I'm just going to be honest to you, those of you who are listening. I haven't spent hours and hours researching this. I've read this book. I've read some uh, correlating evidence that he comments on. I've went to another guy that is a pretty big proponent of it um, and read a bunch of stuff on his site, which we may talk about him in a future episode, so I don't want to go too much into what he did. But, yeah, the the thing is, um, it's kind of interesting, is Dr. Bernardi, Berardi, not Bernardi, Berardi, said was when he first started, that, that day of fasting was just killer. He would get moody and have headaches and, and all those kind of things. And um, But by the time he was he had finished his, I think he did, I mean, Mark, do you remember off the top of your head how many days he did, how many weeks he did per per uh, cycle? Because it was a six-month total. Um, I think he did six weeks per. Does that sound right? Uh, sounds good. Let's see here. I'm just going to pull this up. I skimmed the article while repairing a uh, corrupt MySQL database, so my facts may not be entirely uh, accurate. Right. And now what he he did lower his calorie intake 500 calories a day because he was trying to cut a little bit of fat. Uh, cut, he was trying to cut a little bit of weight and get even leaner than he already was. Um, so blah, 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 eight weeks. So he did two months. Two months. There it is. So he said, <clears throat> by the time he was into it a few weeks, on the fast day, he didn't really, it didn't bother him. And then he would, on the gluttony day, he would tend to not, you know, it was almost like, I don't really even want to do as much as he would, as he could have. Um, and he felt like it was pretty successful. So here, like, here's his summary, the results. I lost 12 pounds of body weight during the uh, first eight weeks. And, um, and uh, he had a reference day that he measured the same weight himself on the same uh, same day of the week every week to so he wasn't weighing on a you know a fasting day and or day after the fast and it showed real low and then after the gluttony day it was real high that kind of thing. Um, he uh, he lost seven point two pounds of fat and four point eight pounds of lean mass. So he actually did lose some muscle, but that could just been from the overall calorie decrease anyway. You know, he doesn't really, he didn't really find that to be definitive. Um, so then he said that seemed to be pretty good. He jumped ahead and he said, I'm going to try the two day a week fast. And he did that and he hated it. Now, it wasn't <laughs> two consecutive days. It no. was just two days. With like Wednesday, Saturday. Right. And so he hated it. He felt he was having mood swings and he was having low energy in his workouts. And so what he did was he added a second free day. So it would be like 
Monday normal, Tuesday normal, Wednesday fast, Thursday anything I want, Friday normal, Saturday fast, Sunday anything I want. But he felt like, um, and I'm, I'm just reporting what the guy did, so forgive me for, you know, like the, I don't, everybody hates it when you go to a, a seminar and they read you the stuff off the screen. Um, but he's the one that did the experiment, so I can only tell you at this point what he did. He didn't like it as much. He felt like that it was, it, it made him focus more on food is one of the things that, uh, that he didn't like. So then, <clears throat> excuse me, he jumped in and did uh, a, a little bit different thing. And that's, he calls it the daily fast. And this is where the other guy talks uh, that he gets into. Um, I will go ahead and mention it. It's called Lean Gains uh, is the guy's website, leangains.com. Martin Birkin is his, 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 uh, his name. And this guy basically fasts 16 hours every day and does all his eating within an eight-hour window. So did I say that clearly, Mark, yes. and correctly? So, yeah, now, now that's um, the 16 hours, correct me if I'm wrong, include sleep as well. So it's not 16 mm-hmm. conscious hours. It's 16 hours, uh, eight, six to eight of which would encount, uh, count sleep. So basically he just delayed breakfast or skipped breakfast. Right, he uh, skipped breakfast and ate. He actually, um, and the Lean Gains guy recommends this, would do his heavy workout on he would do his heavy workout fasted at noon and then eat his first meal and the largest of the day immediately after it. Uh, and the whole thing about um, eat breakfast like a prince, you know, like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper, that's being shown that that maybe doesn't really have that much effect. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I, I encourage you to go out and read some more about it if you're interested. So he, does, he did the 16-8, and he actually really enjoyed that. Um, seemed to work well for him. And... If you go in and you look at him, the before and after pictures, Mark, I don't know if you flipped down to the very, very end of it and look at the before and after pictures. The dude is just, you know, and this show isn't about being a bodybuilder uh, necessarily. This show is about trying to people to be healthy. But if a guy can go from 9% body fat to 4% body fat on it, I bet you uh, me that was 42% body fat could probably lose a few points of body fat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, if you've ever seen uh, competition bodybuilders, they typically, uh, for competition, get themselves down to 2 to 3% body fat. So this guy was just slightly more than, and the pictures look like it. He looks like he's a competition bodybuilder at at the end of this. Now, he didn't look bad at the beginning, right? No, he looked pretty awesome, um, actually. (laughs) I would love to look that good. But the the point of this is, um, he is going, the takeaways that he had on this were, He's going to uh, do the shorter. He's gonna. He's not going to do the two-day fast probably, but he will probably at times use an intermittent fasting process to help himself. Uh, maybe shed a few pounds here and there. Because here's the thing. This is this is what this is where I was driving with all this. If you're an, he calls it an immature eater, or a mature eater. He kind of differentiates between the two. Um, if I remember the terminology right, I don't have that exact page in front of me, but you'll get the concept when I talk about it. An immature eater is somebody who basically has no control over their eating. He doesn't recommend this for somebody who has no control over their eating because it will tend to make you uh, fixate on food and gorge yourself even when you shouldn't be gorging yourself after you break your fast, whatever cycle it is. So if you're, uh, if you're listening to this and you're 100 pounds overweight and you've made no changes to your diet, don't try to, this to be your diet plan is what his recommendation would be, right. and it would be mine as well. And I've uh, never seen anybody uh, espouse doing this permanently. Now, I know a few people have tried it long-term, like uh, months to years, uh, but 
they're they're just not. We don't know what this will do to your body long term. Well, I mean, it kind of kind of seems to me that there's a reason our societies across the globe have uh, developed eating three times a day. You know, it seems to me that that would uh, there's a reason for that. If uh, eight billion people for the last three centuries have done yeah. it. Well, and there is some some talk about that. In fact, one of the articles that I'm probably going to focus on in a future episode is this other guy, the one I referenced earlier, LeanGains.com. And Mark, he does he does the fast that we just talked about, the sixteen eight every day, and has done it for years. Um, that's all he. That's pretty much what he does all right. the time. So, but he's uncommon. He's quite the contrarian. Um, now, my experience with this, if if you you know, don't mind me telling that now. Uh, let me let me finish this one thought. Okay. Um, he says, "Fine, just uh, shut that, me down. That, I see how you are. I'll just sit over here. I'll, I'll mind my own business." Right. No, you go ahead. Uh, that'd be preferable. <laughs> uh, he uh, talks about that a lot of a lot of the things that people have said may be problems aren't necessarily because our body is quite a bit more adaptive. Um, and like I said, I don't want to get too into that guy's articles because I want to focus on a future show. You want to do another show, but, right? Yeah, but the four and five meals a day thing—that every time you eat a meal, you get a you get a metabolism boost—that that's been proven by by testing. Well, let's just use a scale. Let's say you eat a smaller meal and it gives you a metabolism boost from a three that's your normal to a seven. I'm just using arbitrary numbers. You eat another small meal, three to seven, three to seven, three to seven, and you have these three to seven peaks going on throughout your day, five or six times a day because you ate five or six small meals. If you ate three large meals, you go from three to ten, three to ten. Three to ten. <laughs> you add them all up at the end of the day, you end up your metabolism ends up doing the same amount of work. Right. Uh, and so he he ha- can't he has found no difference um, on being that structured. Going back to what I was saying about the immature, that's why I wanted to finish my thought, Mark, before you shared your experience. Um, he said, if you're a mature eater, though, or at least like I consider myself kind of kind of a teenager, <laughs> a maturity level, emotional sometimes, but able to make better decisions about driving. Uh, It can be something that you can add as a tool um, to your to your uh, to your to your tool of uh, diet things and things that you're doing in your life, because what it allows you to do sometimes, he says, for the person that likes to eat, I like to eat. Mark, you like to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, most heavy people like to eat, like doing the sixteen and eight, like I'm doing, uh, like he's recommending doing. He's doing. What you end up doing is you eat, you can eat more at lunch and more for your snack and more for dinner. And after you've done it a few days, you don't really even miss breakfast hardly. Right. Uh, so it's a way to kind of eat those bigger, more satisfying meals if you really, really like doing that and get pretty much the same result. Now, Mark, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to, I don't want to. Go ahead, Mark. Share uh, what you're going to say. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Come out of the corner and, and give us what you got. <laughs> I'm, I'm a shrinking violet over there. I don't, I don't talk much. Um, I wanted to point out not so much a religious, uh, but a historical context, and that almost all of the major religions in the world um, espouse some sort of regular fasting. Mm-hmm. And and again, whether you believe in religion or not is is not relevant. It's for the fact it, what I say it to say that lots and lots of people for a long, long period of time have done this, and you know whether you agree that it's healthy or not, it, it's not necessarily unhealthy. You know, lots of uh, religious orders will fast, uh, you know, on the seventh day or right. or fast for 40 days every quarter or something like that. Um, and so they, there's there's evidence to suggest that it is at the very least not unhealthy. Um, now, yeah. my, my experience was what I tried was sort of a modified version 
of what you're talking about. It was, I did a, an every other day, 24 hour fast. Every other day. Right. Okay. So I ate a day, I fasted a day, but I worked it out so that uh, my biggest issue, what I found it was socially. So much of our culture is built around meals. Mm-hmm. You know, when I get home in the evening, the one thing that my family does together is share a meal. And then the kids go off to bed and and whatever else. Uh, So the way I worked it was I got to eat dinner every day. So on my fasting day, I would not eat from dinner to dinner. I would not eat breakfast or lunch. You know, I'd go all the way around 24 hours. And then on my regular day, I would eat two, three meals that day. So that's the way it worked for me. And and, uh, I think my issue was simply one of of discipline, Uh, the, um, the, you know, immature eater thing. Um, I liked eating too much to not do it every other day, right? plain and simple. But yeah, I didn't feel bad about it. I wasn't run down or tired. I wasn't all that hungry. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm actually, and I almost, uh, I meant to save this for a little bit later, but I almost spilled the beans earlier. I'm actually uh, trying the 16-8 for myself, just kind of as an experiment on myself uh, for a month, where I am basically not eating breakfast. Of course, I, I don't have the opportunity necessarily to do my big workout right before I eat. But um, what it's kind of doing is it, it gives me a little more freedom at lunch, a little more freedom at dinner. Uh, and then I'm doing uh, I'm modifying it even further where Saturday and Sunday are normal for the same reasons you do is I'm with my family all day right. on Saturday and Sunday. So family with breakfast, Saturday, lunch, family. So it's easy for me to skip breakfast at work. I'm so busy I don't even think about it. Half, there was times I would forget to eat it anyway if I wasn't you know, thinking about it. So, uh, that's what I'm trying. I'm going to try it for an entire month for the month of November. I'm trying this, uh, and you know, barring any more Carino moments, uh, we'll see how it, how it bears out in the end. The, the, I'm just going to touch this one more time before I share the entire thing and run an entire other episode. The lean gains.com guy is quite the contrarian. He pretty much says, that almost all of the stuff that people espouse now is just junk. Um, a lot of it's commercial-driven, anecdotal. Um, like, for example, his his point is, of course, the makers of power uh, of Cliff Bars want you to eat three to five, uh, five or six meals a day because nobody has time to cook five or six meals a day. So what do you do? You get a protein bar or an energy shake or you know that kind of thing. Um, so it was it was kind of interesting, uh, and that guy is looks about like Dr. Berardi. I mean, which brings me to my final point. And like I said, this is a, a light episode tonight, but we'll continue to blab here for a minute. And I found this, this, this reminds me of politics, <laughs> which is kind of funny. We have, we're, we're a bicambrial system. No, we're a bipartisan system. We have a bicambrial house. We're, we're a bipartisan system, correct, Mark? Have I got that right? In the U.S., yes. In the U.S., right. We meaning us, being you, because we're the ones on the show right now. Uh, we have the Democratic Party, for the most part, and the Republican Party, for the most part. Yes, we have Libertarians. Yes, we have Tea Party. Yes, we have other things. But for the most part, most people are Democrats or Republicans, if they're going to call themselves one or the other. And what's always surprised me is, supposedly, our brightest and smartest and most uh, visionary leaders are in leading these movements. And they can't agree on what color actually green is. You know, I say green looks like this. I say green looks like that. They have so diametrically opposed ideas of what the right answer is for so many things, you would think that on most topics it would be hashing out the details, but it's not. It's should we mow the yard with a weed eater or with a hedge trimmer? 
you know, that kind of thing, not which type of lawnmower should we use. And so this, I'm equating that to this in that you've got huge amount of people who say you've got to eat five or six small meals a day. You need to snack. You need to keep your metabolism burning. And you got this other guy on leangains.com, Martin Berkman, and you got Dr. Berardi, whose personal experience of seeing it, and this growing movement of, of intermittent fasting people who say that doesn't matter a hill of beans, really. It really doesn't come down to that at all, which comes back to something I said, Mark, in our very first episode. I said, um, eat less, exercise more. And that's where the whole eat less, exercise more tips came from. You know, it's all about putting how many gallons of fuel you put in the car. And yeah, maybe if you're a bodybuilder and you're trying to cut that last few percentage, maybe this type of protein does a little better for you or this enzyme helps a little bit. But what it really comes down to is how many calories you burn in versus how many calories you're putting in your body. Whether you put them in in one meal a day, six meals a day, meals every other day, it doesn't matter. Your body is an engine. And I will stand by that. Anybody that can prove me otherwise was welcome to do it. But unless you're a perpetual motion machine, you got to burn calories to do things. <laughs> well, there's a whole uh, school of thought, though, Aaron, that says that's bunk. You know, the the South Beach diet people and the and the no carb people say it doesn't matter how many calories you eat. It all matters what kind of calories you eat. If you never eat another gram of carb your entire life, you can eat twenty thousand calories a day and not be fat. Um, so it comes back to nobody can agree. But it, what's interesting is everything that that I've ever read. Always says eat breakfast, right? That's what your mama always said. Eat a good breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> but even the intermittent fasting people say, well, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe you should eat only breakfast on one day or something. But, um, you know, it's, it's that idea of breaking the fast seems to be so ingrained in us that yeah. it's like, uh, fasting is unnatural. Eating is natural. And we only fast because we have to when we're asleep. Right. Well, the, the thing is, though, you know, uh, 3,000 years ago, we did not have a quick trip, you know, and when you killed a cow, you ate all of the cow you could eat um, while you had cow to eat, you know, and you might go two or three days without eating in, in leaner seasons and that kind of thing. And those people survived and were healthy and were fine. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that people in war torn plague ridden uh, drought areas that only get to eat once every two weeks that we should try the Ethiopian diet. I'm not recommending that. Uh, but what I'm saying is that our bodies, I think, are more adaptive um, to that than having to have three squares and having to weigh our calorie, you know, measure our food and weigh our weigh our ounces out and everything like that. And and, and I understand uh, what's his face, uh, the all fat guy, Taubes Atkins Atkins. Atkins. Those, those are the two guys. Yeah, I understand what the Atkins guy is saying, but I bet you if you if you find a person who is doing that ongoing not let me back up you may be able to trick your body into doing something weird for a while but i would say in general that eating only bacon for the rest of your life would be unhealthy <laughs> you know according to the atkins diet you could eat just bacon i'm, I'm, I'm not i'm not an atkins uh, uh expert um but it just kind of it just i would say for the average person it's overweight, more than 20 pounds, unequivocally, burning more than you eat will cause you to lose weight. Right. Yeah, it, and you can't, it, to go back you can't to help your, do it. To go back to your politics model, what every American in the country wants to say to a politician is stop arguing and do something. Well, right. that's, the same is true for what, weight loss. Stop arguing about one. how you're going to lose weight. Do something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, and that's I said that in the very first episode as well. We're not here to espouse a particular diet. Like again, I'm not telling you to even tr- do intermittent fasting. I'm telling you, I'm sharing that as something I'm experimenting with for myself. But almost any diet program out there will work if you follow their guidelines. Um, you just got to find something that works for you. And for me, uh, I prefer not to be on a quote unquote diet of some type that I'm going to be on for a while and get off of. And if, if this intermittent fasting approach that the guy from Lean Gaines does works for him for the rest of his life and it works for me for the rest of my life, I don't care if I never eat breakfast again. It doesn't bother me. I'm not really missing it right now. Um, I'll just figure, you know, I cut my hair when I want to cut my hair because my hair is part of me and I'm in charge of me and I'm going to be in charge of my eating. And if I want to try this for a month and see what happens, I'm going to try it for a month and see what happens. And uh, at the end of the month, I may go back to eating my oatmeal every day and my bananas and eggs and whatever, but we'll see what happens. I'll report back in a month. So, Aaron, uh, you're starting. Uh, clearly, you're not starting today. Well, maybe did you skip breakfast today? Well, actually, today was a, a funny day. I, I did Monday, Tuesday. The day I knew that I was had this uh, what's the thing called a kickoff party this morning for work for this big project, and I wouldn't be eating lunch till almost one. So I opted to eat lunch today because normally I eat lunch at eleven. So normally at my eight hours is eleven to seven. Okay. Um, so I didn't want to go till one o'clock in the afternoon and and be hungry or have a headache or feel miserable at the end of that meeting. So I went ahead and opted for breakfast today. Now, tomorrow morning, I will not eat breakfast again. Um, so I'm one week into it. Okay. We'll and see how it goes. Do you have any early observations? You said you're not missing breakfast. Anything else? Yeah. The, the first day by at 11, which is my normal lunchtime anyway, I was hungry. I was starting to feel hungry a little bit. But on Tuesday, I didn't even really notice it. It was like, oh, it's 11.15. I better eat. Time to eat lunch, you know, that kind of thing. So even after one day, I'd already kind of forgotten it. And I think a lot of it has to do with how busy I am uh, at work right now. I'm pretty busy. So Well, and that's one of the things Berardi talks about in his little ebook. There is is two things that you just mentioned there is is stay busy and you Uh won't have time to focus on food. And second was uh, he talked about knowing the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger. Right. Sometimes you eat just because it's 11 o'clock and it's time to eat. Yeah. Well, the other thing that he mentioned, um, to watch out for if 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 you're out there and like I said you're on your own if you want to try this <laughs> remember before trying any diet or exercise program uh anyway uh he said he talks about kind of being on the lookout for fixating on food you know being aware of uh, he 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 commented on himself uh he he him recognizing that he was starting to think about food all the time right you know looking for the next meal type thing jonesing for that lunch and you know i don't want to live like that I'll, I'll go back to my my previous eating plan if it ends up going that way so yeah i can do a quick example of that everybody listening don't think about elephants now what are you all thinking about elephants <laughs> bananas oh, <laughs> so if if you uh uh set yourself up to not think about food the only thing you'll be able to think about is food right so exactly. I like I think staying busy. I mean we've talked about that before. The hung, the boredom grazing. Oh yeah. Staying busy is a key component in in overcoming the emotional hunger. Yeah. It is and, and habitual eating that type of thing. So Mark, have anything else you want to share on on intermittent fasting? No, I don't think so. Just uh yeah, google it yourself guys and just educate yourself on it and See if it's something you might want to play around with or just, it's really interesting reading, if nothing else. So, eat less tip. I'm going to harken back to uh, what we were talking about just a minute ago. And I'm going to say, read the menu. <laughs> read the menu then, before you go. And then look up the information, the nutritional information 
and educate yourself before you order. Because there's things out there that are good for you and there's things out there that are bad for you. And sometimes you can't tell by reading just what the menu says. So, for example, today I ate a 2,700 calorie lunch just out of ignorance. Yeah. And there's no reason that I should have done that. And as we've talked about on the show uh, before, uh, if you have a smartphone, that information is literally at your fingertips. Uh, you can, if there's not an app for it, the database somewhere, then the, the restaurant website probably will have that information. In fact, in the U.S., it's required that uh, any chain uh, post that information somewhere. If it's not online, you can ask for it. So it's a, it's a legal requirement. Exactly. Yeah, you can, um, you can, most places you can go right up to the counter and get one from them, like fast food places. They'll usually have them up there laying on the counter. So, uh, I, you know, I kick myself a little bit. I wish that that was, that was 1500 calories I didn't need to eat today, but the show's not called three meals, one workout. It's <laughs> called one meal, one workout. So at dinner, I'm back on the wagon, moving ahead. Um, no regrets, just proceeding with my plan. Aaron, take 10 seconds, 30 seconds mm-hmm. maybe, and, and uh, introduce anybody who might be a new listener who hasn't gone back to episode one. What is One Meal, One Workout? What is that philosophy all about? Okay, I'll do that, Mark. This is a perfect opportunity to do that. One Meal, One Workout is kind of how I gelled down for myself the distillation of my thought processes as I began to um, try to get in shape. Some of you may not even know, listen to this show, if you just stumbled on this podcast, that last June of June of 2010, I weighed almost 400 pounds. Uh, I've lost about 150 pounds since then. And when I started to get healthy, decided to get healthy, I asked myself a couple of questions as I began the process. One of the questions I asked was, what have I seen in my own life as a fat person uh, when I fail on previous diets that I've attempted? And what do I see in other people's lives when they fail? And it was the whole, well, when I get my P90X video in, I'm going to start exercising. After the holidays, I'll start eating better. Well, starting back on Monday, I'm going to do just that whole procrastination, putting it off. One day, I'll start doing it. And I just decided, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to approach being being healthy one meal at a time, one workout at a time. Every meal, I was going to try to make a better choice, try to make the best choice I could make at that meal. If I end up at McDonald's, I can make a better choice than a double meat cheeseburger large fries, and a giant Dr. Pepper. There's a better choice than that at McDonald's. Just trying to make that better choice. And then scheduling my workouts and doing everything I could to get just to that next workout. And uh, I just put a string of, like I always say, a string of better meals and a string of more active days together. And 150 pounds later, that's where I'm at. So that, in a nutshell, is one meal, one workout. Right. Just thought I'd mention it because I, you know, I get that question every now and then uh, when right. I talk about one meal, one workout. What does that mean? You only get to eat once a day? Well, yeah. That's not what it means. Yeah. It means you have to work out every time you eat. One meal equals one workout. <laughs> that actually wouldn't be a bad way to go. Uh, why are you doing those curls at dinner? I have to do I have to do five reps for every spoonful of macaroni I eat. I'm doing it an equivalent calorie in, calorie out. <laughs> you know, here's what I would love to see, actually. I've never seen this chart, but I'd like to see that. For for if I eat this, what physical activity do I have to do to make this go away? I'd right. like to see that. And I've seen a few things like that. I might try to come up with something. I did a, a you know a food equivalency thing on one of the shows one time, Mark. Where I was talking about food density right. and calorie content. I was like, I can eat a medium order of Wendy's fries or five apples. 
you know, <laughs> and just the, the quality of the nutrients and the amount of food and, you know, volume. Or I can eat, uh, you know, I could eat, let's say, for example, lunch at Johnny Carino's <laughs> or 14 Thanksgiving meals, apparently. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, or, you know, just salads. Oh, that was the other thing. Just want to throw this in there, guys. If you're going to Johnny Carino's, I'm just going to tell you right now, stay away from Johnny Carino's. Stay away from Johnny Carino's. My, my coworker, Bob, had uh, some kind of Neapolitan chicken or something. It was like 800 calories, and it was a pretty good-sized meal. So that was, yeah, that was all right. It was reasonable. But it was like a, it was, it, but he, with it, he got an Italian iceberg wedge uh, salad. You know what I'm saying? It's a big wedge of iceberg lettuce, right. Italian salad. Mark, what would you guess that salad had in calories? Well, the lettuce, probably 20 or 30, but the dressing, uh, 400. Try 1,150 calories. Wow. I believe. Let me, I mean, I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie on John. I don't want to tell people not to go to Johnny Carino's and lie on them. So I'm going to look it up right now on the internet while we're sitting here. As our instruction, Johnny Carino's nutrition information is this easy. Nutrition, go, PDF, bam, right there. He got the Italian wedge. Okay, I was wrong. It was 800 calories. Of which six hundred are from fat. Yeah, so that's all the oil in the, in the dressing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he had a you know he had a loaf of bread as well. <laughs> so he had a twelve hundred eighty eight calorie loaf of bread and eight hundred calorie uh, Italian wedge. So he had a two thousand eighty eight calorie meal plus his um, chicken dish that he had that I don't I don't even remember what it was. It was uh, it was seven hundred nine calories. So he had twenty eight hundred calories pretty much himself. Uh, and then me, I had the, I had the, the special, <laughs> <laughs> you know, per calorie, my meal was extremely efficient though. <laughs> but as far as price wise, I got the most bang for my buck as far as money. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. So yeah, read the menu. In fact, I'm not even going to give you an exercise more tip. You won't have to exercise as much if you'll just read the freaking menu in the nutrition guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how you, that's how you don't have to exercise as much. You don't eat. 3,000 calorie lunches. Eat <laughs> less and you don't have to exercise. <laughs> yeah, eat less and you don't have to exercise more. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's it on that. That's it. That's put, put this one to bed. All right. Well, uh, I will take the opportunity then to tell you about uh, the parent company of this show, Element OP Productions, and where you can find out more about us and other great shows. Uh, elementop.com is our website. Uh, we can find uh, other podcasts that I mentioned, and I, and I want to plug one here in just a little bit. But also we have forums where you can communicate with us and with each other about uh, your um, – here, here's a good uh, um, forum post. I want everybody listening to go to the forums and uh, post your biggest food oops that you can remember. So mine was the pot pies. Aaron's was the Johnny Carino. What was your biggest food oops where you thought you were doing something – uh, if not healthy, just innocuous, and turned out you were actually mainlining lard, like um, like like Drew Carey. It was the short stack, <laughs> right? Or uh, also, you can leave us a voicemail if you want to call us. If you want us to to put your voice on the air along with ours, you can do that at five five nine. I am Opie. O-P-I-E is our phone number. Uh, and you can call that number and uh, leave us a voicemail. And I, we got one just today from another show. And I always threaten, awesome. I mean promise, that if you call, you will um, get put on the air. So I just wanted to uh, take a minute to for a little commercial. We're starting our new show on the network. We're launching our sixth show. Sixth. Sixth. That's show hard. number six. That's hard. Show on the network. Uh, coming up. 
the week before this actually goes to air. I think it'll be. Uh, but if you're listening live, uh, it's coming up on Monday is when it'll come out. It'll be live on Saturday. So every Saturday at 5 p.m. Central Time, we're going to get a group of guys uh, together who are hosts of this show. So we have uh, you listen to the show. You know me. You know Aaron. You know Don. But you may not know that there are nine other guys who host other shows on the network. And so what we're going to do is get um, three or four or five of those guys together every week. It'll be a different rotating group. It'll uh, I'll be there, or my uh, uh, partner in the company, Sean Keibel, the one of the, one of or two of us will be there. Uh, one of the every pod pods. Right. Uh, and then the, the other hosts will just be, uh, it might be Aaron one day. It might be Don. It might be, um, Eric from our, uh, sports related show. You know, it's just going to be whoever's available. And the topic for the show is simply going to be whatever you want to talk about. I've told the guys that anything, uh, is on the table. There's nothing off limits. We can talk about religion. We can talk about sex. We can talk about politics. We can talk about legalizing marijuana, whatever you want to talk about. Um, it's, there's nothing off the limits and I'm not going to edit it. It's going to be live to tape now. Wow. Um, now if somebody drops the F bomb or whatever, I'll go back and fix that. I don't want to get an explicit tag, but if somebody just makes a total idiot of himself, that sucker's going up on the air. Uh, so uh, we have a group of interesting, educated, intelligent people who are also, uh, pretty witty and funny. We have carefully sought out people on the show that, that are both entertaining and, uh, educated. Like uh, much. And thank you. Yes. Uh, and, uh, myself and, uh, you know, um, I'm the exception to that rule, I suppose. So th- the idea is then that the, <laughs> when you get a bunch of educated, intelligent people together, you're going to have a witty and intelligent discourse. So I'm really looking forward to doing this show. Our first one will be this Saturday, uh, November 12th at 5 p.m. Central Time. So join us there uh, at our website. You can watch live and you can comment and be part of the peanut gallery. And um, we we uh, I think it's going to be really cool. If you've only listened to this show on the network, haven't listened to any of the others, go check some of them out. But definitely check that one out because I really think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the 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 top the show title, we are the Element OP Network. We're doing it every week on a periodic element of every week. So it's the periodic table is the name of the show. So yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this is gold. This is gold. I'm dropping on you, people. This is funny stuff. Now, uh, so the periodic table is the name of that show, and it, w- it will uh, hit the uh, hit your RSS feeds uh, on uh, Monday, uh, November the thirteenth. Awesome. I'm hoping I can I can swing uh, Wait, spousal Monday, approval. Monday the fourteenth. Sorry. I'm hoping I can swing spousal approval to squeeze in another show periodically because uh, right. I would really like to participate in this show. I'm, I, I really will. Uh, and I think I would enjoy it. So, uh, if you if you once you've been to the forums at elementopi.com, you're feel free to jump on over to onemealworkout.com as well. Uh, you can see pictures from our latest race. The one meal workout also has done a little bit of race promotion. We did a 5K race this last weekend. You can see fun pictures from that. Uh, leave us a message there if you if you wanna, um, or you can just email me Aaron double A R O N at onemealworkout.com. And you know what the best thing that it would be to use that email address for Mark. To send us to send an, email. Me an email. That's exactly right. Uh, I am going to just be real honest with people. Because that's, that's this show. This show is an honest show. You've had not one email. We have several hundred listeners. I can say that. Oh, in the, over the course of a month, uh, hundreds of people download these shows and listen to them. And we have gotten zero, nil, zilch, nada, none, zero emails for the contest. So I'm just telling you that to say, A, Come on, people. 
Send me an email. Send me an email. It doesn't have to even be typed in an Italian accent if you don't want to. Uh, send me an email, and you can win one of three prizes. Roadid.com. Check it out. Roadid. Element Opium Forgered Hat or T-shirt that's yet to be designed or created. Um, just by sending us either A, a question that we can answer ourselves or take back to one of our experts, or B, tell us your success story. Uh, I, that's all we're looking for. I'm only going to beg for a couple more weeks, but I, I know Mark's frustration. Mark's main, you know, the the, uh, the flagship show of Element OP is the tight wide tech that Mark's been doing over a year now. And um, and they have, you know, even more listeners than this show, and it's the same kind of thing. You know, people just don't, people these days, they just don't want to participate. <laughs> <laughs> they want something for free and they don't want to give back. Uh, I'm just kidding, but I would love to hear from somebody. You know, the feedback we have gotten, we have gotten feedback before, just not nobody has participated in this particular contest that I've been doing ad nauseum now for the last month. Uh, if but, you want Aaron to stop talking in a bad Italian accent, send an email. There you go. I'll even say this. I'm, Mark, I'm just going to go on record right now saying this. The first person that sends me a question <laughs> wins the prize. The first person that sends me a success story wins the prize. Then we can lay this contest to rest. There we go. Uh, and if and if uh if I don't get one by the time we record the next episode, I'll announce the contest is closed and the rewards have been sent to Goodwill. There we I go. don't know. <laughs> just uh, just, just a little bit of inside baseball. You might be wondering why we're uh, clamoring for for uh, feedback, uh, and there's two reasons for that. One is we need you to tell us which direction this show should go. We don't do this for ourselves. We do it for you. If we're barking up the wrong tree, um, we need to know that. If we're doing a good job, we need to know that too. Uh, also, it's really easy. Uh, we're on episode 21 now. So for five months, Aaron has been putting together content. And after a while, you start running out of your own content. And you need to know what you know what questions people have that you can answer. He might, He's not an expert, but he can track down an expert. So, I can Google with the best of them. And also, uh, you know, we're capitalist people, and um, if we go to somebody and say, hey, would you like to sponsor a show on our network so that we can make some money, it helps if we can say we have a thriving community of X number of people, and we have this many posts a week. Now, we can show them stats, and we can show them downloads, but there's a difference between a passive listener and an active listener. So if you will make that transition for us from a passive listener to an active listener, it'll help us all out and keep the show going. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to rehash things just for the sake of rehashing them. Obviously, some things need to be revisited because they're such core. Like today, we we talked a little bit about one meal, one workout philosophy in general again. But uh, you know, I don't want this to be the daily workout show where we talk about the best way to do a push up is put your hands together in a diamond pattern and then move them out wide. I mean, I don't want that to be. I want this to be entertaining and educational and encouraging. And uh, it, you know, that would help to have some of that feedback, specifically those questions. Um, those questions would be great. And be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to be honest again because that's what I'm doing today. I was hoping that I would get a great success story. And from that success story, I might be able to do a listener spotlight and you could share how you were successful. But I didn't want to put that out there and, and not kind of promise that to somebody. But now I just did it. I promised it. So send me your success story and we'll put you on the show unless you're crazy. And then we'll probably <laughs> feature you two or three times. That's right. If you're crazy, you'll be on multiple shows. Exactly. We'll put you on the periodic table. All right, Mark, that's it. I'm going to close it now. Uh, let's say the line together. Can we say it together? No, let's not. That'd be really cheesy. Remember, before starting, <laughs> I, I am getting loopy. Before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider. My panel of lawyers make me say that. Bye.